0: Welcome back to Ghostbusters Minute. Ghostbusters Minute is the fan podcast that chronicles and overanalyzes the classic 1984 film Ghostbusters Minute by Minute. I'm Kyle. I'm Brady. And we're here back for a full week of shows.
1: Another week. How was your weekend, Brady? Pretty good. Pretty solid. Awesome. I did a whole lot of nothing. You
0: ready to get it to minute number 35? Let's get into it. Fantastic. In the previous minute, the Ghostbusters asked the hotel staff not to bother them as they checked the hotel ballroom for Slimer. At minute number 35, Ray is checking out the ballroom through his ecto goggles. As he scans the room, a low growling can be heard. Ray looks up and sees Slimer gleefully gliding around the ballroom chandelier. At 3505, Ray tells Egon and Vankman that he can see Slimer near the ceiling. Venkman looks into the room and says, that's, that's the one that got me. That's the one that got me. (laughs) The Ghostbusters move into position under the chandelier. At 35.20, Ray pulls out his particle thrower and readies his team. At 35.24, on Ray's signal, the Ghostbusters ignite their beams and attempt to wrangle Slimer. They, however, miss the little green ghost and instead manage to blow up the chandelier. At 35.30, an otherworldly howl is heard as the chandelier drops to the table floor with a loud explosion. At 35.35, Ray apologizes for the destruction by saying, I did that. That's my fault. Venkman reassures Ray by telling him that the table broke the fall. At 3539, Egon stops the Ghostbusters from going any further and tells him that there is something very important that he forgot to tell them. Don't cross the streams. When Venkman asks Egon why, Egon responds that it would be bad. At 35.50, Venkman tells Egon that he's a little fuzzy on the whole good-bad thing and needs further clarification. Egon tells Venkman that it would cause a total protonic reversal, which would cause all life as Venkman knew it to stop and make every molecule in his body explode at the speed of light. And thus ends minute number 35 on a very dour (laughs) note of the fate of someone who would cross the stream. So um, I looked up total protonic reversal, and I don't think that's an actual scientific thing. So... I was a little bit fuzzy, as Peter was on the good-bad thing. I was a little bit fuzzy on the nature of what exactly would happen here, because Egon says, imagine all life as Vinkman knew it stopping. Is he talking about Vinkman's life, or is he saying that the, the crossing of the streams would cause such a nuclear chain reaction that it might destroy
1: here's everything? My, here's my reading of it, and listeners, go ahead and let us know how wrong we are. But, uh, to my understanding, to, total protonic reversal implies that the beams are going to be coming, once crossed, are going to be coming back into their proton packs, causing an explosion, and thus killing the Ghostbuster.
0: Yeah, I guess when he says, like, imagine all life as you know it stopping it, is he yeah. saying, like, all life or your perception of life I, from, from I would you? think
1: your life, yeah. whoever's got that proton pack on. So. And that <laughs> makes the most sense to me, definitely. Yeah, uh, it's, it's a guarantee of certain death. Mm -hmm. And we're going to get into this later on in the movie, a way that you can read how the movie is actually ending. It's just one theory, possible theory that I have of how this movie actually ends. Um, But that is to the best of my understanding what Crossing the Streams is. The stream is going to come back into your proton pack, Mm -hmm. explode and kill you. So, but the brilliant thing in terms of like a screenwriting tactic that Crossing the Streams does is one, it gives them, uh, the filmmakers an out later. Yeah. It's an out. Uh, as well as in it's it's giving well, would you say an out or kind of plants a seed for something that happens later? uh it gives them an out as well as plants a seed, uh, and that seed is it creates excitement for something big that's gonna happen later, right So we're saying okay, some there's keep watching this movie because something big is gonna happen later. Mm-hmm. you know, clearly we're dropping this into the screenplay for a reason. And so it's a pretty brilliant uh simple tactic, yeah. You know, it seems like crossing the streams would be very difficult to not
0: do because the streams are so wild and out there and, like, flopping around whenever yeah, they light like them up. them up. It's going to gonna happen at some point. So... This scene is a little important as far as Peter's character building goes, too, because if you notice, Ray is the one setting everything up, and it's kind of a disaster.
1: Yeah. His P- management skills are not the best. Right. We really see Peter start to take charge and be the leader that, uh, you know, he kind of saw himself being at the beginning. hmm Whenever
0: they say that Egon is the brains, he's the cold, calculating person that puts everything together, Ray is the heart, the heart is not the best leader of a lot of situations. It's great for enthusiasm. If you have someone who's who's kind of the heart of your, your squad, your group, or whatever, the person that kind of gets everybody excited about stuff and moving like that's a very essential part because without that, nobody would want to do anything. Yeah. But
1: who has the management skills?
0: Exactly. Yeah. The management skills in this situation are Peter vankman The he's guy the...
1: will keep going. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And in the following minute, he's the one that kind of gets everybody together and say, okay, here's what we need to do in order to get this ghost uh, and, and not blow up too much of the room, you know, not destroy yeah. a priceless chandelier. So, The sound that the chandelier makes when it falls to the table, is that supposed to be like just the the sound of it falling or is that Slimer growling? Because Slimer kind of, he pants, he does a little bit of growling. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, no, no. When the chandelier falls, there's this really loud like noise like that. It's very weird. And I always thought it was like Slimer making a noise, but it's inconsistent with the rest of the noises that he makes. I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. I can't place what you're talking about. uh, Well, I guess we'll have to go through and watch. And I would suggest that people go back and watch uh, the scene frame by frame again, because I noticed at 3547, I randomly paused it to take some notes, and I noticed that the Ghostbusters were all lit up, which was very strange, like from their particle throwers. So I kind of like thought about this for a minute. And what happens is, you know, the the particle, the beams were had to be rotoscoped in later by hand Mm -hmm. or whatever. So they needed something to show light.
1: Yeah, reflecting the tip on of the wand, right? The
0: tip of the wand, yeah. but then also there was a piece on the wand to project back up to them. So basically making light reflect on them. And what it was built into the particle thrower. It was built into the particle thrower, so what they would do is light it up. There would be the tip at the end to light the rest of the room up, and then there would be a backwards projected light onto them. And I don't know if that was ever turned off, because there's a few times where they're moving the particle beam, uh, excuse me, the particle thrower around, and you can see the light that looks like the same light when they light them up. Coming back on them. It was strange. But anyway, I saw that at 35, 47. But as you were saying, there were flash bulbs put in the tips of the
1: particle throwers. So whenever they would light those up, the whole room would get lit up. Yeah. Um, so speaking of Slimer and the chandelier, uh, right there at the beginning of the minute, you can see Slimer circling the chandelier mm-hmm. in kind of a wide shot. That's a peanut. It's a really? peanut painted green. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. And it disappears in the last couple of, like, the last frame of I that. I did shot. notice that. Yeah, yeah
0: it just kind of disappears. So, well, it looks—it looks pretty good for a peanut. I think Christopher Stewart, when he was on, was kind of saying that that was uh, one of the effects that he was less impressed with. Yeah. Uh, was it was the painting of the peanut? But uh, I mean, considering that that they painted a peanut and put it up there, I thought it actually looked pretty good.
1: Yeah, I mean, I didn't notice it until I heard that. So.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, that's really kind of all that I got. For this moment, we have the first reference of crossing the streams, and we kind of have uh, the foundation being laid for Peter's leadership skills to come in in a little bit, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess we can go ahead and wrap this one up because, uh, you know, we kind of covered this minute. However, tomorrow's episode is going to be super long. Yeah. We're going to have material. Nick and Scott on here tomorrow, and I'm sure they're going to have a lot to talk about. Uh, we're going to get into what uh, those guys do over at Back to the Future Minute and just have a great time with them because uh, they're, they're two really cool dudes. I know we say this a few times, but I can't stress enough how much information is packed into every frame of back to the future. Ghostbusters is a little bit more free form. It's like jazz, man. You know, you just got to feel it. You're in the moment with (laughs) Ghostbusters, but, um, Back to the Future is like prog rock or like math rock whereas there's so much put into it and and you're able to unpack from everything it's a a really cool movie to talk about minute by minute well Brady if you don't have anything else we can go ahead and wrap everything up I'm good I'm good too All right, folks thank you so much for listening Uh, we got a Patreon episode coming out this weekend I don't think we've decided what it's going to be yet but if you have any ideas send us an email over at ghostbustersminute at gmail.com and uh, we will see you later so for Brady this is Kyle we're here to remind you that death is but a door time a window we'll be back
1: Ghostbusters Minute is a fan-supported podcast. To become a patron of Ghostbusters Minute and gain access to exclusive weekly bonus content, visit us at patreon.com slash If you like the podcast, then leave us a review on iTunes. You can contact us at ghostbustersminute at gmail.com and visit us online at ghostbustersminute.com, facebook.com slash ghostbustersminute, twitter.com slash and look us up on Instagram at ghostbustersminute. Our theme song is Ectoplasm by Nautics, which is licensed under the Creative Commons Attributions License.